0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ardent Roundtable podcast, April 2021 edition. My name is Dylan Lancaster. Uh, I'm joined this evening by our distinguished veterinary partner from Kansas, Dr. Larry Snyder, as always. Um, Tonight is a a really special episode because we're really going to focus on our lab services. My special guest this evening is Ben Cloud, uh, the lab manager here uh, here at Ardent Animal Health. I'm really excited to speak with him this evening. Ben, thanks so much for coming on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dylan. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, sure can. I appreciate you making the time. Yeah, awesome. Glad to be here. So just to kick things off, do you mind just introducing yourself and giving our guests some background on you and how you came to
1: work with Art and Animal Health
0: and all that good stuff?
1: Yeah, not a problem. So first of all, I'd like to say thanks, Dylan, for having me on. Thanks, everybody else for joining tonight. I'm really excited to get to know um, our partners a lot better. So all all of you technicians, all of you veterinarians, just everybody who works with us. Um, So a little bit about me, like Dylan said, my name is Ben. um, And I started at Ardent um, about three years ago now um, as a laboratory technician um, working under Delaney, being trained by Delaney, who all of you probably know. Um, Now, she works more closely um, with the customers directly, um, and I bumped up to her old position as a laboratory manager, Um, and so I kind of took that role on um, after receiving my master's at the University of Kentucky um, in biology, worked very closely with wildlife, especially primates and birds. Um, I know those are two animal groups that are a little different from one another, um, with a specialty in reproductive behavior and genetics. Um, And so at first, I thought I wanted to be a veterinarian, um, got more into the research side. Um, And so it's kind of funny that I ended up working for a company um, where I'm now kind of in a hybrid role of doing some research um, and also working with veterinarians again to help treat animals. Um, Love the job. Love everything I do as a lab manager. Um, Love working with the technicians and vets especially.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely, and we're art uh, and animal health is better off for it that you decided to stick with us and uh, and go down the laboratory manager track. So we're uh, we're absolutely happy to have you. And Ben is a really excellent resource for those of you out there that need any help with anything. I know we have a couple other technicians on the call with us this evening from our lab, Brittany Williams and Isabella Fasani, who are both happy to to, to work with you at any given time on any issue that you might have. So. Ben, to get back to it, uh, what would you say is the most rewarding part of being the lab manager at Arden Animal Health and getting to work hands-on with stem cell therapy, platelet-rich plasma?
1: Yeah, that's an excellent question, Dylan. Um, I would say that most rewarding thing is just seeing all the success stories. I think that's what drives all of us at Arden Animal Health each and every day. Um, so in the lab, we work very closely with the samples, obviously, all those banked stem cell samples, PRP samples that you send in. Um, so we're the ones storing those. We're the ones pulling those out to send to you for retreatments. Um, and, and we just love seeing how that actually affects um, the animals that they're going to treat and how excited and happy that makes everybody from us in the lab to the sales team, uh, to the pet owners, and of course, the technicians and vets that we work very closely with.
0: So Ben, could you give us, I really want to get to the, like some advancements that we've had in the lab over the course of the last three months, going into 2021, uh, coming out of 2020, which was a rough year for for everybody really, Um, but coming into this year with a lot of really great momentum uh, going forward in terms of the lab services and and what we're able to offer people this year. Can you touch on what we have that's new out
1: there? Yeah, so we have a lot of new and exciting things going on um, in the lab at Arden Animal Health. Uh, The first one, which some of you may be familiar with, hopefully all of you are, um, if not, we definitely hope to get you familiar with it, um, is the change to our cooler system. So before you know, you could request banking packs for stem cells that you might have been sending to us for banking. Um, You could request coolers for the spay-neuter, the Make Now, Save Later program, or you could request coolers um, to collect tumor tissue for the canine ACV processing to send us. Um, what we've done is kind of simplified that into just one kit. Um, so all you have to do is request kits. Um, say if you want a collection cup or not in it, we'll send you the cooler. We'll send you the, the collection cups. You can use that universal collection cup for either adipose tissue for the stem cell banking or for the uh, tumor tissue for canine ACB processing. And, and that's really streamlined it. You don't have to request you know, three or four different types of kits. You can just request, hey, I just want three or four of these coolers to keep on hand. Um, They they look a lot nicer. They, of course, have our updated logo and branding on it. And you can keep it on your shelf where it's always a reminder, hey, I can use this product to help a pet in need.
0: Yeah, I think it's really great that we have that versatile kit where we're able to now fit all of our services into that one cooler, uh, really simplifying it for all of our customers. And I know you've gotten some good feedback on those coolers so far,
1: haven't you been? Yeah, we've gotten pretty good feedback. Uh, people love it. It's actually a lot smaller than our old kit was. And this might be kind of counterintuitive, but those smaller coolers um, actually do a lot better job at keeping the sample cold. And that's our main priority, right? We want to make sure the sample stays um, at you know peak um, temperature and, and just peak viability during transit um, time when it arrives to us so that we have good cells to work with. 100%.
0: And we're also offering a histopathology service now, for those of you that, uh, that were unaware. Ben, can you dive into that a little bit for our customers?
1: Yeah, so we're really excited to launch a histopathology service um, in-house. Um, so, so we serve as kind of a uh, second party to be, between you guys as the vets and our um, reference pathology lab in, in Davis, California. Um, And what we can do is offer a turnaround of that within 72 hours, so three business days. And for those of you that may be frustrated with some of your pathology partners that may take a a week or longer to get results back to you, we guarantee that that's going to come back within 72 hours. And we know, especially in these cases um, of canine cancer, that's really important. We want to know what's going on. Um, We want to be able to offer um, our help, the canine ACV. And so we kind of wrap that all up into one kit um, where you can collect the tumor tissue for canine ACV processing, put that in the collection cup, send that to us, um, send, put the sample that you want to send off for pathology in, in the form 1 cup, put that in the same box and send to us, and we'll take care of everything else.
0: And really what I've gathered that's so great about that and why they're able to turn it around so quickly as opposed to, for example, an IDEX is because this laboratory that we're working with exclusively does those cancer, does the cancer readings. Uh, They're not working with uh, blood tests and fecal tests. So uh, they're able to turn that around rather quickly. And to to my understanding, Ben, they're actually able to give a a more detailed reading uh, in terms
1: of that histopathology report. Yeah, that's right, Dylan. So a lot of our vets that have used that service so far have been really happy uh, with the reports they've gotten back. Um, they're, They're very detailed. Um, they, they try to distinguish the type of cancer and the grade and stage of cancer as best as they can, um, w- which is also a little bit different from Antec and IDEX in a lot of cases.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: <clears throat>
0: so I want to pivot a little bit because I know that we're going to be sending this out to, to technicians out there that are really just looking to, to, to get started with us or get a refresher. Um, for those new customers, Ben, uh, what should they expect going into that training day, going into that first stem cell therapy procedure?
1: Yeah, I think that's a really important question, Dylan. So I'm actually out here in Iowa getting ready, getting ready to train a new clinic tomorrow morning. Um, So one thing I would tell every technician before their first case is don't be nervous. Just, you know, everything is going to be okay. It's, it's not a hard procedure. Um, And and one thing I I think that is best to do is just know exactly what we're treating. So make sure that the veterinarian knows what kind of injections that they need in order to treat this animal, make sure that you're aware of how much volume you need, um, how much fat tissue we're going to process, whether that's a small kit or a large kit, Um, what volume of injections we're going to pull up, And then I think that one of the more important things is are we going to bank or not? So does the pet owner want to send in cells um, for possible retreatments in the future? And I think having um, all of those questions answered makes the day go pretty smoothly. You know exactly what you're going to process. You know exactly what the end result is going to be. Um, And it just makes the day a lot more efficient.
0: Yeah, certainly. Do you have any, just out of curiosity, do you have any tips or tricks or, or wisdom that you could uh, that you could bestow upon uh, our partner technicians in regards to stem cell processing or PRP that, that you think that they should know?
1: Oh boy, yeah, I think I could go on about that for a long time. <laughs> um, so we do have a lot of tips and tricks at the various steps. So if you read through um, that standard operating procedure for processing stem cells or platelet-rich plasma, Um, that there are a lot of steps where you might have an outcome that is a little bit different than what the pictures or the videos show. And so I I think the most important thing is just to have those resources on hand and to always have our contact information on hand. We're always happy um, to be reached to help with those samples, help you troubleshoot anything that you need, um, because there's always a solution. And I think one of the main things to keep in mind, and, and this is an important tip to know, is that at any stage of the processing, especially with stem cells, if you make a mistake, you can always mix it up and and re-centrifuge it and start over.
0: And that's why you guys are always available, right? So that they can call and you can help, and you can help trouble, give them those troubleshooting steps.
1: Right, and I think that's what makes us a little bit unique in the laboratory. Uh, Myself, Isabella, Brittany, everybody else, um, we're always happy to give out our phone numbers. You can reach us directly. Uh, You know, I have people call me at 10 o'clock at night if they're processing something. Um, We're always happy to answer those questions, help you troubleshoot, because ultimately what we want to do is what's best for the patient.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, Ben, what would you say to encourage those technicians out there that are just getting started processing stem cells, PRP, Um, or or maybe just uh, haven't done it as much as, uh, as much as maybe others. What what would you say to encourage those technicians?
1: I I think having those conversations with the pet owner, you know, every pet owner that um, has an animal that may benefit from stem cell therapy, I think that's an important first step. Always engage in those conversations. Always say, hey, have you thought about stem cell therapy? Here's some information on it. Um, Help get more of those cases going and explain to them how stem cell therapy might help. Now, as far as actually uh, processing those samples, you know, I I think, you know, just just being repetitive, just getting customers that can do it on a regular basis, get comfortable with it, watch all of our videos and all of our resources. Um, With COVID, we actually made a pretty good virtual training set of materials. Uh, We're happy to send that out to anybody uh, or also, like I said earlier, text, call, FaceTime, whatever is easiest for you. Um, to make the processing as, as smooth as possible.
0: And I think something that's important about working uh, when you partner with us as one of our customers is that we're not just selling you some equipment and then forgetting about you and just saying good luck. We want to take an active role in making sure that you are successful with the stem cell and plasma systems. And the lab is really on the front line of that. Uh, they They have a number of tools and documents that they can certainly send to you at any time and they're always here to help and uh, Ben we really appreciate you uh, and we really appreciate you guys being available.
1: Yeah it's awesome uh, I think we all love working directly with the customer there are some days where it feels like uh, we're more customer service than anything and we actually enjoy that time um, sometimes a lot more than just working in the lab so it's, it's it's been a fun job I love doing it I know my technicians love doing it. Um, And then also just to kind of touch base with what else is going on in the lab, Um, as some of you may know, the FDA and USDA are starting to think about putting together some regulations on these types of products. Um, And one thing we've done, which is unique for a small company, is to really embrace that. Um, So we've become GLP compliant, which means good laboratory practices. Um, What that means is our staff is all trained in a way that the FDA would approve of our facility is an approved facility for producing and working on these types of products and all of our record keeping um, meets the standards for FDA. Um, And so when you see somebody's GLP compliant and the FDA has approved them, um, you can really be confident that they have the right resources and the right know-how to really take care of your products.
0: Absolutely. And Ben, I know you've, you've certainly spearheaded that effort here in the, in the past year or so. Um, so we, we really appreciate you for that. So I'd like to open this up for questions. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. If you have any questions on processing, if you have any questions on any of our newer products and services, that new cooler we were talking about earlier, uh, or if you have any case selection questions, or if you just want to say hello, uh, we, we encourage you to, to type in the chat. We want to hear from you. Um, I know we got Dr. Larry Snyder on with us this evening, the, the stem cell guru himself, the distinguished veterinarian from Kansas. Dr. Snyder, how are you, sir?
2: Hey, I'm doing fine. That's that's much too big a that's much too big an introduction. <laughs> I, I I really I wanted out, to try uh, to outdo uh,
0: myself on every introduction.
2: <laughs> appreciate it. I wanted to ask Ben Ben, could you go over some of your quality control um when you get in a stem cell sample, what quality control measures do you do you use uh, to ensure the up- utmost quality of that product?
1: Right, that's a really important topic, Larry. And I would say that that is actually probably um, our number one priority in the laboratory: our QA samples. Um, so, what we do? Um, let's say a stem cell banking is coming in, or an adipose is coming in for us to process. The first thing we do as soon as we open that sample up, um, is take a QA sample. And what that means is we take a very small portion, just a little bit of the liquid in that sample, um, and we try to put it in a TSB tube, try to plate it, um, to see if there's any bacterial or fungal growth in that sample. Um, And what that tells us is, did that sample come to us contaminated? Um, And within a day or two, if it comes back, that there was growth. We get in contact with the clinic immediately and say, hey, something may have went wrong. Is the animal on antibiotics? Okay, and we never really have an issue with this. The samples are safe. Um, having bacterial growth is a really rare event. Um, but we also do those checks throughout the processing. So we also do at the end of the processing to make sure that everything that we bank um, is free of any kind of contamination. And we do the same procedure with the bio retrievals uh, of the bank samples as well. So we take that pre-sample as soon as it's thawed. Uh, we take that post-sample before shipping it out um, to really give a peace of mind that the sample you're receiving in the clinic is clean and is safe to be injected into the animal.
2: Very good. I, I know that peace of mind is a big is a big um, reassurance to reassurance to to veterinarians and the owners of these pets that that this is a product that's not uh, that's not going to cause problems for them.
0: Yes, definitely. And likewise.
2: With, Very good. Thank you, Dan.
0: And likewise with the cancer vaccine, we're taking a
1: lot of QC uh, steps uh, steps with that as well, right, Dan? Yeah, so we're going, um, so we're putting the tumor samples, the vaccines through the same procedure. Um, we're also going above and beyond with that uh, per USDA recommendation um, with an endotoxin test before shipping the vaccine out. Um, and so what we're checking there is to make sure that there's no bacterial endotoxin in the sample that could cause a bad reaction um, in an animal that is already suffering from cancer um, that already has a suppressed immune system. And so we will not send out any vaccine unless we know 100% that it's clean and safe for the animal.
0: Very good. And I think that, uh, that gives a lot of peace of mind to our, to our partners, just like Dr. Snyder was saying. Um, so we'll open this up for some questions. Uh, ben, can you talk about the importance of a sterile field? Keeping a sterile field, uh, aseptic technique, and, and practicing the processes that uh, that are
1: involved with processing stem cell there, stem cells and uh, platelet-rich plasma. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so like I said, our number one priority in the lab is taking those QA samples, um, and kind of along the same lines, I think a number one priority of any technician or vet that is processing a sample in clinic. Um, is to maintain a sterile field. So what I mean by that is um, always handling the sample with gloved and um, sanitized hands, making sure your work surface is sanitized, making sure you're working in a space where there's not high traffic or potentially a lot of dust and hair and dander and other things that may potentially get in your sample because we are working with samples um, that are open throughout some of the process, right? We're constantly opening those tubes, manipulating the sample, putting transfer pipettes and everything in. And so really what we just want to do is make sure that we reduce that risk of, of contamination as much as possible.
2: And that also, that also would, uh, would speak to, uh, the injection, the surgical harvest of that, um, of these, uh, adipose tissue. We want it to sterile, sterile technique, uh, on these joint injections. Certainly, certainly the, uh, the uh, uh, sterile sterile injections. I do uh, uh, like to have people do a five minute scrub, clip joint, five minute. I'm still a big povidone guy. Um, five five minute scrub um, and alcohol. I don't want to introduce anything like Ben Ben was talking about on samples that are coming coming back after they've been um, been processed. They're sterile, so I want to keep it that way.
0: All right. So we got a question on the app. So the app is certainly coming along. Uh, it should be uh, ready here in, in, in the coming weeks. Right now, we're just going through some uh, finalizing steps with Apple to, to be able to get that uh, offering on the App Store. So. We will let everybody know when that's ready. We'll send out a, a PSA to everyone, and we'll let you know how to uh, how to download it and access the app whenever we uh, whenever we release it. But I do anticipate to that uh, that to be coming along soon.
1: I would like to throw in with that, Dylan. That we're all really excited about the app, especially those of us that go out um, on the trainings to train new partners, and uh, new vet techs to process. What we hope to do with the app is put all of our resources on there. So all of our training videos, all of our materials, and just give you guys a streamlined one-stop shop for all of those reference materials um, just to make your life a little bit easier when processing these samples.
0: And yeah, I think that's a, that's a common theme of the evening, right? We're trying to be a one-stop shop for you guys. We wanna make everything as simple as, as possible, as efficient as possible. Going back to the uh, going back to the three service cooler, going back to uh, the histopathology reports in the app. We just want to make it as easy as possible to partner with us. And we want to make sure that you guys are are supported as much as as much as possible. So we really appreciate our partners. And if anybody has any feedback or innovations that they would like to see, please, we we encourage you to write us. Give us a call. Let us know. Talk to Ben in the lab. Let us know uh, what your feedback is, because we're always looking for different ways to uh, to innovate. Uh, as is the veterinary industry, as you all know. So, um, yep, really, really love working with everybody. Um.
2: One thing you might, one thing you might mention, Dylan, is are, are the curbside right now with uh, with COVID and everybody going curbside, or most people are doing curbside service. I think a lot of people are beginning to go, or veterinarians are beginning to to stop curbside. But if they're still doing curbside, doing the little little, um, signs for the curbside with a, uh, with a code that people could text in to get more information on stem cells. So veterinary clinics can, can put this by their curbside service so that their clients that may be interested in stem cells can take and get more information from that.
0: That's absolutely right. Dr. Snyder. those curbside signs are really nice. We also have curbside detailers on cardstock that you can uh, pass out to those uh, to those pet owners that are waiting in their car. Waiting time is client education time at the end of the day. So uh, getting the most out of their time while they're sitting in the parking lot, putting those signs out there, letting them know that this is an offering that you have and just seeing if, uh, if, if their pet is a candidate for it. So I think soft selling the pet owners before they come into the practice is big so that they can really think about it in their head before they walk in. Would you agree with that, Dr. Snyder?
2: Absolutely. I mean, right now we don't have time to we don't have time to talk to to have a good conversation with a pet owner because you're out you're out at the window in a parking lot uh, out at the their car window in a parking lot talking to them. You really don't have the the time or the resources to really have a good conversation about stem cell therapy and answer their questions. So, if there's some tools that we can use, the curbside signs are a wonderful tool that gives them a a um, to text a code so they can get more information, or it, it initiates that uh, that conversation. And once again, I know I've told a, a lot of veterinarians that if they have a pet owner that's interested in stem cells and they would like to, I'd be glad to get on with them on a Zoom call with that uh, with that client, and uh, we'll talk stem cells with a client and uh, uh, help get them uh, ready for their pet to benefit from stem cells.
0: Yeah. And we really appreciate you uh, being willing to do that. Dr. Snyder, you're, you're really excellent resource. And Dr. Snyder is a resource to all of you partners out there. If you have any questions outside of this, of this podcast, you can always shoot us a message and we'd be happy to put you in touch. I know he'd be happy to speak with you. Absolutely. Um,
2: The problem Dylan is getting me to shut up. That's
0: oh man that's right that's right i got you um but yeah if uh if there's no other questions this evening uh we'll go ahead and close out really appreciate everybody that got on with us tonight uh, ben thank you for for coming on and talking about what's new in the lab uh really good job ben you.
1: yeah thanks guys i'm really happy to be here um would love to lead more of these and you know to really work with the vets and technicians more and like dylan said we're always happy to help troubleshoot, talk with anybody about issues they're having, or just any ideas you might have of um, any kind of solutions that you might need. So one thing that we'd like to do at Ardent is not be known as a stem cell company or not be known as the cancer vaccine company, but really the solutions company. So you have this case that's really difficult. What can we do to help improve that case?
0: That's absolutely right, Ben. And thank you, Dr. Snyder, as always, for, for your time
2: tonight. My pleasure. My pleasure. So, if anybody has any follow up questions
0: after listening to this podcast, shoot us an email info at ardentanimalhealth.com. You can give us a call, 859 885 7111. Follow us on Facebook, that's Ardent Animal Health. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button before you get out of this podcast app here. Uh, Those subscriptions really mean a lot to us and it also gives you a chance to keep up with the podcast and see whenever we release some new episodes. So thank you to everybody. Uh, Have a great evening and we will see everyone next month.